Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Bases loaded and one out. Oh Harper's my god! Deep to right field, way up there, and way out of here! Second deck, walk off home run! Grand slash! Hello and welcome in, everyone, to episode 178 of the Bases Loaded Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Curlin, joined as always by my dear friend cohort and i it's i don't know we haven't podcasted in like two months but here we are what's up george a little rusty but it's, it's all good what's up rusty? man it's, it's been too long it has been too long mike it feels good to get back listen on man get back on the mic finally it's been a couple months if people know it's been anything, a long summer if people know anything <laughs> if people have been listening they know i'm full of false promises on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i've i've promised daily i've promised weekly i've promised and all i do is fail but hey, we haven't given up completely. We're here. Um, you don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. George is at Roto underscore Nino. And I mean, we're going to just talk a little bit of the pre-trade deadline stuff, but we're not going to do the typical like, oh, guess who goes where and blah, blah, blah. We're going to try to anticipate who's sellers. So we kind of made lists here. Pretty much, I think there's like 15 teams that are five, 500 or less in baseball. And we assume, and we're just made a list of all of them and in what divisions and who's going to be sellers and who we're not going to focus on the people on the move. We're going to focus on who gains in playing time and who could be relevant for fantasy leagues in the, in the future. And the reason why we're getting this podcast out there is because, you know, for those who play in NFBC leagues, fab is on Sunday uh, for those who play in regular leagues, you want to get ahead of the trade deadline. You want to start stashing players. So I mean, another way to look at this was um, if we have time, we could probably do another podcast, but we probably won't have time. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But it would be like looking at teams who are going to be buyers and figure out who's going to lose playing time. Like the Dodgers, Trace Thompson, and you know stuff like that would have been a good, you know, another decent one, like just to give people an idea of, hey, this guy is playing time right now, but like Joey Gallo, they're trying to get rid of him. He might actually gain playing time, even though he has none right now. But And he kind of fits this list without even being on a team that's not contending. It's a really weird dynamic because uh, 
this the apparently the Soto talks. I mean, you're seeing them all over Twitter. I don't want to speculate. It's going to be a ridiculous return if they are able to trade Soto, but um, yeah, that's gonna yeah. Hold, I, that's I, gonna last I saw was the 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 Padres might be front runners for Soto right now, and, and the Rangers are really uh, you know really in. Uh, the way the Padres have been treating their prospects, it almost makes sense. Like they obviously want to play for now. So, you know, Abrams comes up, plays a little bit, gets sent down, gets platooned. Uh, Ruiz, what, Estuary? I can't ever say his, I can't say his name. Yeah. Ruiz, he came up, started, like, sat like four out of five. The way they seem to be treating their prospects tells me that they don't value them as a, t- you know, a team that would probably, like, the Nationals would take them on, maybe give them either full-time run right away or would send them down, but still, you know, when they come up, they're playing full time. So it might be a win-win and that's, and those are two high end prospects. They could package together plus other parts to go out and get a Juan Soto. And it kind of fits. I I'm sorry for you as a giants fan in that division, but you have to admit, <laughs> Man, you have to yeah, admit that would be something to have to watch Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis for the next 10, 15 years in San Diego would just be, yeah. But you have to admit, <laughs> If the Padres, if if there is a team that kind of showed their hand on how they, you know, they want to win now, oh, yeah, the way they're treating absolutely. their prospects, a team that not only wants to win now and is has these top prospects, but the, the way they just treat them shows me they're they're willing to probably move them. And it's not like they're not getting the best one of the best players in baseball, you know, in real life baseball too. So fantasy, yeah, obviously the fallout for fantasy is even better for them. But it's like I don't see why that they, the match is there. They have the prospect, they have the depth, they have the talent, and I think there's a willingness. You put it all together. I think the Padres honestly have the best shot. It makes sense that they're the front runners, and the Mets also have a relatively solid player pool to deal from if they want to go that route. I just don't know. If yeah, the Mets, Mets are going to be buyers as well. I could see them definitely uh, maybe getting like Wilson Contreras. Um, They've been linked to that, yeah. But I'm just yeah. thinking because they have the prospect, they have that those top prospects as well that they can they could go out and probably put up a really good offer for Soto. I just don't know if they're going to. I feel like they don't quite have that same level of need in the outfield right now. But Andrew, they're yeah, always... I'm not uh, sure but, if the Nationals would trade him in division too. That is another good point. But yeah, that would be something, huh? <laughs> oh, man. Being a Marlins fan... It's going to be fan, interesting to see where he lands. That's Being for sure. a Marlins fan, I mean, don't get me wrong. My dog's going crazy in the background. Just ignore him. I was trying to fade him out with the <laughs> mute button, but I don't know. I'm just looking at this division as a Marlins fan. They, we have such good pitching. The fact that the Marlins are for are you know just under 500 with this division, it's really surprising. So I think the Marlins, if they can get, I think they're going to trade some of this pitching away and land some hitting to help counter. But it's weird because they're going to trade away their aging hitters. You know the Aguilar's of the world, the um, the Garrett Coopers and such so we're gonna see them open up playing time and you know what we've talked about the nationals we've talked about the marlins those are the two big sellers that we've pointed out in the um, nl east we can kind of stick there so washington moves say they move soto say they move um i don't know what nelson cruz um cesar hernandez uh, who else josh bell's on the market you see where this is going right this is getting really right bad. yeah Nadia, i could definitely see Yadiel Hernandez, I mean, he's definitely going to go. You got to think Lane Thomas, uh, Victor Robles has already kind of been, he's been hitting better. He's already kind of earned a role back in that lineup. So, but maybe Lane Thomas comes to mind as somebody who gains from this right away. But other than that, other than Lane Thomas, assuming Lane Thomas is held past the trade deadline, is there any other obvious 
player to gain playing time on this team and or not even obvious but for fantasy relevant i i honestly i i really don't think so um the 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 nelson cruz signing was just so weird to begin with uh but i could definitely see you know josh bell being a big uh target at the deadline for for contending teams uh you mentioned caesar hernandez is another one but I'm not too sure there's somebody that I would like actively try to go get this week to speculate on. Um, I think, yeah, you mentioned uh, Lane Thomas possibly being a beneficiary, you know, if uh, they end up just playing him every day down the stretch. Um, I'm looking here like in their, like their triple A system. David Dahl, David Dahl's in the organization. (laughs) Is he? Yeah. Yeah. David Dahl's in the triple A, uh, affiliate for for the nationals look so, at that I mean, how's he do let's look let's look at how he's doing um that could be honestly that's a good catch i, I didn't even know i didn't even notice him on the roster how bad is that 28 year old david doll yeah i mean runs, he, two stolen bases over 220 play appearances batting 210 nothing that, there that was in 2021 what the hell is he not he's injured huh he's not even playing with the national system because i do remember him signing like a minor league deal with the nationals he did yeah, hit 294 actually with nine homers and three steals and 280 plate appearances in the Brewers triple uh, A system. Now he's with the nationals. He only has 19 plate appearances oh. down there, but well, you know what? I was looking at his regular season and I, and you know, they don't show the minor league season. That's my fault. I made a boo-boo, but even then, what was he doing in triple A for the Brewers? He was doing something actually. Yeah, he was. So I, 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 I'm just, I guess I wasn't paying attention. You know what, it's David Dahl. I wasn't paying attention yeah. to the fact that I read his last <laughs> 21, 2021 season with the Rangers. Yes, that's my fault. I had a complete and utter uh, just screw up on that one. No, no. I used to edit that stuff out. No, I'm just, I just missed it. Oh, good catch. My bad. But yeah, um, it could be something. I, I just, what, uh, maybe, honestly, if you're in a very deep NL only, this David Dahl isn't a terrible um stash candidate like i'm talking like you're desperate for any type of play appearances and come august 2nd this guy could give you something that's kind of where we're at him and stevenson is andrew well, andrew stevenson right he's still in the he's still in the system isn't he or did he get moved you, but, uh, you, yeah, you no, yeah. he's still in the system yeah you would think that we prepped better for this pot no <laughs> press record and go baby um <laughs> i'm gonna look him up too because again these are names that I, see, we've seen Stevenson actually be relevant though, like in the past. And I'll make sure I actually bring up his minor league track record. How about that? <laughs> um, in AAA this year, I knew I remember looking him up earlier, uh, like a, a couple weeks ago. Seven home runs, twenty-one stolen bases, bang two eighty-six. Andrew Stevenson in AAA this year. That's that's notable. Twenty-one stolen bases, out of t- only four caught stealing. That I'm huh. <laughs> that tell me that doesn't that doesn't say you know what like i have dc i have like like all my early dcs have him because i thought that you know an injury or something he'd be up the trade yeah. deadline he should be up he's 28 years old it's not like they're gonna hold him back he's performing there's stolen base potential there if you're desperate for steals do, would you th- consider it I'm, again this goes back to al only like deep al only still for now yeah i mean uh I- Gosh, they might call. be someone that you have to wait and, and see how things shake out. I wouldn't maybe be uh, get ahead of myself and, and pick them up or anything. I want to get excited. Yeah, definitely. I, those 21 steals are, are pretty exciting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I see 21 steals and I'm like stolen bases. Like what if he comes up in August and gives you seven stolen bases with full time playing time rest of the way? 
that's not nothing, you know, it's, we're talking, if he can be even 50% of what he's shown in the minors, he could still bring back fifth outfielder type stuff in 15 teamers. Like watch when we're, when he's picked, when we're talking about him on future episodes, cause yes, we want to bring future episodes. We're going to bring him up and we're, <laughs> we're going to remember, look, we were the first podcast of 2022 to talk about Andrew Stevenson as redraft relevant. And it's just maybe we're wish casting because we're talking about David Dahl and freaking Andrew Stevenson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we can move on from the Nationals. I think we mentioned like it's three outfielders and that's like best case scenario for this team. Like there really is nobody else that stands out. And we're going to be focusing on the hitters unless you want to bring up pitchers because obviously um, maybe maybe we yeah, get some I mean, Kate Cavalli. Right. And I think really the most relevant ones will be like out of the bullpen. I, I do know that Washington, they've kind of come out and said like they don't really want to trade Kyle Finn again unless unless um you know they're they're given like a really good offer which could happen I mean Kyle Finnegan has has been pretty good on the surface um the the underlying stats have been much better than than the surface stats but I mean he's getting a ton of strikeouts he's the closer right now you know since Tanner Rainey went down so I could see maybe um a team coming after Kyle Finnegan but there's a there's going to be a lot other like cheaper options um I, I'm just assuming that uh, you know, like David Robertson's going to be a big one that teams are going to be going after. And we'll get to, to him when we get to the Cubs. But yeah, uh, so Kyle Finnegan is a possibility if he does get traded. I, I could see maybe like maybe Carl Edwards Jr. being the next in line there. Um, but I think there's going to be a few other more, uh, a few better speculative pickups uh, when it comes to closers. And if you're looking for somebody to give you instant impact, obviously everyone's, I think everyone's talking about Victor Robles kind of showing signs of life again of late. Um, he's been, you know, he's, uh, let's see if he's leading off again tonight. I just pulled up today's rosters. I'm looking for, because I know he let off the other day as well. I, yeah. He's let off the last three, three has, days. Has it been last three? I know he let off the other day. I think he let off the other day. It was weird. Cause he let off the other day. Then he wasn't leading off. I got pissed off because I made notes that he was leading off. And then I think he let off again. Where is it? So no, he let off three straight. What the hell was I, I was looking at? Something. I must've been looking at something long the other day. Cause I remember I saw him leading off. I was like, huh, interesting. And then, like, I swear I didn't see him leading off. Or maybe there was an error when I looked at it. Because sometimes these things will have errors and they correct them. Um, no big deal. But regardless, yeah, we're talking about three straight leadoff appearances. And he's performing. So Robust is probably a guy who's going to stick at the top of the lineup the rest of the year. Him or Lane Thomas. Mm-hmm. If Lane Thomas shows signs of life, we've seen them flip-flop. There's no reason why Robust shouldn't stick at the top of the lineup, though, between top three, given how this lineup is about to look after August 2nd. So uh, Robust is a guy that, if you want to buy in on now, the price is still relatively cheap, I'm sure. And the playing time should be there. We just spent way more time on the Nationals than I thought. Let's go over to the Marlins. And one of the guys I anticipated getting called up, because he was already called up at one point this year, has since been called up, and that's Lewin Diaz. You know what you're getting there, a little bit of power, middling average. He's at one of your prototypical, like, 250, 30 home run type of upside power bats. Um, I think there's some OBP appeal there, but, I mean, he is. I think he is what he is. Uh, Lewis, uh, uh, Lewin Diaz, sorry. Not Luis Diaz, Lewin Diaz. Uh, last I checked, was hitting like around 256 in the minors actually this year, too. Uh, 252 with 19 home runs and 386, uh, 368 play appearances. So, yeah, it shows you that that power is there. But the, what's promising, the reason why I think he could still bat at 252, Diaz offers, you know, the strikeout rate's been relatively solid going back to 2021, even sticking around that 20 to 25 uh, percent range and kind of all throughout the minors except for one year. And that was when his short stint in 2020. So uh, I think the play discipline is relatively solid. His OBP is not that great, but it's a it's rough. It's a little above the average. And we know the power can show. He had a 240 ISO in the minor leagues this year. So 
Luis Diaz, a guy if you want some power, corner infielder type. Uh, him and Gerard Encarnacion is the other one, obviously. We saw him come up. First career hit was a grand slam. I think he only has one option left, so that might hold him down. But he's another guy, kind of a free swinging type. But we know the power can be difference making. So those are two guys that come to mind right away that the Marlins should make room for, and they already have with Diaz, who slotted into the middle of the lineup, I think, right away. It was close to it, if not that, like six, I think. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, another one that came up about a week ago, J.J. Bladé, yeah. uh, made his de- his debut this last last weekend. And, I, I mean, uh, again, another one with a lot of swing and miss, but a lot of power potential in that bat. I, I imagine, I mean, you know, the, the Marlins, as they continue to fall out of contention, would give these guys a chance to, to play a bit um, in going into September and stuff. So I was just, I was just yeah, so I, upset that they, uh, they treat, you know, my guy, I was, I was there at the, <laughs> I was there with you over at first pitch, Arizona, just watching uh, Cameron Meisner wanting him. To, and then I, I stopped videotaping him. And then he hit the home run. I looked him up right. the other day. He's still stealing bases and he's kind of still, he's almost like Josh Lowe esque. It's almost like the Rays have a, a type. Because it's another guy who's just striking out like 30% of the time, but walking in 15. So it's just a very patient approach. But the power and speed tools are still there. So it's um that obviously he went why the reason why I'm bringing him up is because he was a Marlin and the Marlins would uh could have. You know what? I wonder if we see Peyton Burdick. How's he? I know he's one of the guys that was like floating around being talked about talked up last year. How's he been doing this year? Let's look him up. Burdick has 12 home runs, eight stolen bases, batting 236. But another guy with solid plate discipline in AAA this year, uh, 13.5% walk rate, basically, and a 25% K rate. So um, the batting average, OBP is there, power and speed's there. Um, no reason why he wouldn't come up and be given an opportunity. I know the batting average isn't great, but plate skills have seemed okay. The plate skills took a step forward in terms of the K rate since the last two, uh, since, uh, since, he, since he's gotten acclimated to AAA. Um, it'll be interesting. I think he could be a little power speed combo, someone worth uh, noting at least more of an NL only type to kind of consider for now, but 25 years old, again, another guy that there's no reason they don't bring him up again. Once they, once they trade away everybody I think they're going to try to trade away. There's no reason why they wouldn't. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know what else. Like this team is just some mess. Oh, God, I'm just looking at us to Dio should be gone. Aguilar should be gone. Cooper's probably gonna be gone. Um, Luke Williams is playing and Dela Cruz is already playing. So those two guys probably just secure playing time, especially Williams at third base. Cause, um, I don't, you know, I think Anderson will be gone. Um, I don't know if they're going to trade Wendell after just getting him this year. The Marlins are pissing me off. I don't know. I mean, we can move on from the Marlins, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and again, it's more so looking at the hitting side of things. Cause pitchers, I feel like teams don't really need a reason to hold pitchers back. It's not like there's no team here. There's none of these teams on this list outside of maybe one have have rotations being blocked by the trade deadline you know what i mean so right. uh, there's really no reason but we can go over to the cubs you mentioned uh, david robertson obviously i think he's on his way out what do you have to say about that yeah yeah i think um he's definitely going to be someone who contenders are going after um as we approach this trade deadline on tuesday and i mean as far as like who could be that next guy i mean if if i'm if, if he's still on the cubs uh, come Sunday when 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 we're doing Fab, I mean I'm putting a dollar or two on like Scott Efros. Um, he's been really impressive. Michael Givens is another one, but Givens himself could be on the move as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Scott Efros has been really impressive. 2.72 ERA, uh, uh, 29% strikeout rate, just a 5% walk rate. 
Um, he, he's got a save, one save under his belt. So yeah, Efros is one I think between him and Gibbons, I think he's definitely got the better skills. We'll see like who, if once Robertson's moved, uh, you know, who's given that, that chance um, for over the last two months. But I, I think, you know, if, if I have an extra dollar or two uh, this Sunday for Fab, I, I'm, I'm putting some down on, on Efros uh, just as a speculative pickup. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm just making, I may, I may, I'm looking at my notes and I'm laughing because, you know, I have Peyton Verdick, Andrew Stevenson, David Dahl as names that we've talked about on this podcast. That, that's where we're at. <laughs> like, like, but it's sad. Some of these teams, like the, the, the fact that the nationals are that bad to where we are, you know, even talking about these teams is all you need to know. Um, unless yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm wondering if maybe some of the return that they get, maybe they get some throw, like major league throw-ins as part right. of the deal that could also factor in so these are names that we're just assuming that they're getting back prospects and they won't want to vault the prospects into the majors so the names we're talking about are guys that can slot right in right away and with a clear path to do so and um the next guy on here is actually a bench player for them on a weak side of a platoon but has these fantastic tools for fantasy that's nelson velasquez now we watched him i actually got a video of him the dude's arm from center was absurd he he the guy was safe at home but man i just remember watching this dude oh my god i feel like he was like maybe 20 feet from the fence in center and just line drive throw just straight yeah yeah he's another one that we saw at the afl last year that's what I'm saying. I was, was really just, tearing it up. Yeah. It was not only was he tearing it up, but it was just because I think he was like a non-prospect at that time, or was like kind of fell out of favor. And then, but people knew who he was, and he always was flashy. And man, I mean, the, the swing and miss is there. There's no denying it. But he's still able to, you know, sustain, he has plus speed. He has nine stolen bases and eleven home runs in just over 200 play appearances. If you combine AAA and uh, MLB stints, not including the nine and five, he also didn't double A this year. So there is, but again, he's been sitting around anywhere from 31 to 36% strikeout rate, basically. So Nelson Velasquez is a guy that swing misses there, but the playing time should come after this trade deadline in the outfield. And we know that although the batting average can be an issue, there's power and speed there and he's doing it right now in a, in a part-time role. I think he's a perfect guy to go out and get in, and for redraft. I think he's redraft relevant, like mixed league stash guy. Come because I, I think come next mid mid week next week he's an everyday what center or right field or left fielder. Probably um, left field, yeah, because we're looking at probably Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras possibly on the move and Ortega and Schwindel probably. So maybe Alfonso Rivas, who already kind of has a role, will step in and do more. Um, but that was the first name was Nelson Blasquez is the obvious, like you go out and get, like, I think he's somebody that like, we've talked, we've had some fun making up some na- making up names. It feels like, or bringing up guys that I thought were like retired, but, uh, he's clearly, clearly a guy to, uh, I think Nelson Blasquez is clearly a guy you go out and make a point to put on your roster and, uh, Brennan Davis, he's injured though. I don't know. Which yeah. I think injury. it was just, just making his way back, but yeah, I, I don't, I can't see uh Brennan Davis more of a cup uh, of coffee guy coming up and, yeah, I can't see him really making an impact this season, at least. Yeah, and I'm sure we're – and if we do miss some stuff on the prospect side, we apologize. We aren't – I mean, I, I speak for myself. I'm not the hugest – I'm not the hugest. I'm not the biggest prospect guy. <laughs> uh, maybe we get Miguel Maya, though, for a uh, catcher for the Cubs. Uh, although, maybe not. I'm just – I looked him up. He's yeah. barely uh, had any double-A experience this year, obviously returning from something because he was in double-A in 2021, complex, and then 2022 uh, – yeah, he's not. I don't think we're gonna see much of him either. But there's a there's a there's a a fit there, you know, if they sell Contreras off. Right. Yeah. I mean, I imagine 
you know, Gomes. young Gomes will probably, <laughs> you know, get, get most of the playing time. But I mean, he could very well be on the move as well. There's nothing really. That's what I'm saying. Like, holding him who, who's the, who else would catch for this team at this point? Um, right. <laughs> is there a catcher on the bench besides Gomes? Okay. So sorry, technical difficulty. Uh, we got kicked off one network and got we had to do hook up to a different one. So if the audio is a little different, it's because we're using, we've used two different, uh, recording platforms. So excuse that. Uh, and as we were, like I was saying real quick, right before we got cut off, I was talking about how this was another team that made a weird move, you know, signing Marcus Stroman, similar to what we were talking about with Nelson Cruz, how, it's just a, we never saw it coming. It happened. It just was like this team was. We never thought this team was gonna compete, and we were kind of right. Two times we were right about you know this stuff. So like not we. I meant we as a community, as an industry, not just we. Like you and I are smarter than everybody, but you know <laughs> what I mean. Like it's yeah. one of those things that nobody made, thought it made any sense. That's all. That's all I just wanted to bring up. So I don't know. I, I guess Strowman doesn't get moved, right? You got to think that they. I don't think they move him. Yeah, I don't think so. Not after, I mean, they could try. I just don't know who's going to take him on. At this point, I feel like he's burned a lot of bridges too, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think he sticks around. The big ones are going to be Robertson, Happen, and Contreras for sure. Yeah, and looking at the Pirates, it's another team where uh, there's room, you know, they signed Brian Hayes. They've already called up O'Neill Cruz. Cal Mitchell's already up. They actually just brought up uh, Bly, I think it's Bly Madris or Madras. Yeah. I think they just, they recalled him because they sent down somebody. Oh, no, uh, what's-his-face went on paternity leave. So, obviously, uh, you know they're going to yeah, sell off Brian, those uh, uh, Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds, yeah. And Reynolds is – they. there's talks that he's just probably going to stay there throughout the season. It seems like they might deal him in the offseason. So, I don't really know. I guess they're going to just move, you know, the Greg Allen types, the Van Meters. They're going to uh, – Newman, whoever – like, basically, Gamble. They're going to – these guys are gone. I get it. But are they also going to try to trade off their, you know, their accessory pieces as well, like Susugo – Chavis, uh, I think those guys are gone probably too. So Diego Castillo yeah. probably gets vaulted into a regular role, which we know he's crushing lefties, struggles against righties pretty pretty badly. Um, at least last time I looked at his splits. I, uh, I guess we'll yeah, see. Honestly, <laughs> what? Sorry. They should have. They should have Jose Quintana on the trade block. I mean, you know, he's he's someone who can maybe fetch them. Bednar too. Something you know on the trade market, uh, having his kind of resurgence there with the, with the in the Pirates rotation, he's been he's been pretty good. I could see maybe someone going after him as a fourth or fifth starter, and yeah, Bednar. Um, I'm not sure if they would move Bednar, but um, yeah, if they do, I'm I'm thinking uh, Yeri De Los Santos uh, would be a would be a pretty good one to maybe go after, throw a speculative you know pickup on, and because uh, uh, yeah, he three saves for De Los Santos. Uh, he's he's been pretty good over 20 innings so far with the with the Pirates. I think he could step in there as as closer, and I think that would probably just that would as far as in fantasy impact here, that would probably be the biggest move. I, I just can't see. I mean, clearing a spot in the rotation like if they moved Jose Quintana, like it's another reason to you know bring up uh, Rowanzi Contreras and letting him finish out the season. But I mean. Is like Bryce Wilson really stopping them from doing that? No. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, don't forget they have Jared Eikhoff in the minor league, so don't. Yeah, Jared, oh, don't that's right. Eikhoff could come back. Like, I was just, but yeah, I guess I, I think it's gonna be a lot of the same. We kind of they've shown their hand. Maybe we see Mason Martin. I don't think we will, uh, just because obviously the Pirates like to play games, and they have Rodolfo Castro, they have Travis Travis Swaggerty, who we have seen come up already, and probably see him again. They have a. Uh, they have Marcano, who the, who was up already. You know, the, uh, Swinsky. 
these guys probably get a chance to come back up and play every day before they bring up others. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we see Jared Oliva get another chance. Uh, I think it's just one of those, like, you've seen their best players. <laughs> you've seen what they have to offer in terms of, like, what, what's probably like what's likely to come up when the playing time clears. I think Swaggerty is the only one that I have any interest in that would uh, have some type of, like, potential redraft difference-making value. Um, and AAA this year, still striking out more than you'd like, 27.6%, which is by far the highest of, like, any of his stints. Still hitting 252 in the process, seven home runs, six stolen bases. So the power and speed combination there's for there for Swaggerty. So I think that, you know, at least the speed can translate. The power might be iffy in that park, but he's the guy that I think comes up and probably has the most fantasy slash redraft value of all these names or potential, I should say, outside of maybe Diego Castillo, who we know can produce, especially if he's hitting against lefties often. Uh, but like you mentioned the Pirates. It's almost like it's almost as bad as the Nationals where – yeah. but they've also called up their best prospects but yeah uh the reds are the last team here in the central that are like obvious sellers um jury's gonna be gone fans gonna be gone Mustakis and naquin if they can find buyers will be pretty sure that means senzel might finally move up the lineup i don't know why he's not up the lineup now but he should yeah. be uh, Luis castillo. castillo should it's be gone. gonna be hard for them to move uh Moustakis contract though. yeah i know i mean uh, maybe they, they attach they somebody him, right yeah. they're gonna tie him to like a luis castillo but that would just water down the return um and really i mean it's not like but, they're gonna go out and spend this offseason anyway so i mean just let Mustakas play out his contract and get the best return you can for castillo yeah the thing is those just like the soto deal they're trying to attach corbin's contract to soto i'm like you really want to water i mean it's not going to stop people from overpaying or paying up for soto I just don't understand, like, the Nationals don't win by doing that. You know I mean? They lose. I'm sure they lose right, something. Yeah. Like, we're going to see the return for Soto be – they're going to be like, we're gonna be like, huh, that's it? I bet you watch. We're going we're gonna to be kind of surprised. I mean, than not, yeah. And, and, and what, a lot of it's – but here's the thing. Soto, what, 23 years old with, like, what, two or three more years of control? And yeah. you're getting and you're and he's already ha- he's already up there in the conversation for best player in baseball, at least best hitter in baseball. Um and you're seeing the return going to be, it's going to be less than expected because you're tying to, to Corbin's terrible contract to it. So people are going to be like, well, why, you know, it's going to be, it's the Nats are not going to come out looking good on this. I, I it's going to be weird. If they do, I'll be surprised. But uh, T, here on the Reds, TJ Friedel, Friedel, he's the guy that comes to mind instantly. Um, we saw him in, in AAA this year, six home runs, six stolen bases with his, you know, he's had some MLB stint this year, not hit for great average, only 200, but five stolen bases. So, Friedel becomes a outfielder here, probably starts most days and gains instant relevance in terms of stone base potential and that home ballpark. Everybody wants a part of that right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if Brandon jury is moved, I could see Donovan Solano, you know, getting everyday run at, at third base. Um, he I, was for a little be, bit too. Yeah. Yeah. He was uh, when uh, Mustakas was, was uh, on the IL, but I mean, I, I see Solano as someone who, like, you could stream during a week, like, where they're at home for six or seven games. He's pretty much going to be, like, empty batting average. Maybe he'll run into mm-hmm. a handful of home runs um, throughout the, for the rest of the season, uh, if that. But it's going to be mostly a lot of empty batting average. But someone that maybe, again, like, you stream in a 15-team league as in a middle infield spot or corner infield spot um, when they have a week at home. The exciting name, I guess one of the exciting names would be uh, Jose Barrero. If we see him, maybe 
222 play appearances in the in triple a eight home runs five stolen bases so again another power speed combo but hitting just 210 and striking out 38 percent of the time oh, yeah. and that and that comes off of a 30 percent strikeout rate in his cup of coffee in 21. so barrero is a guy that although the tools are enticing and the pedigree is there i just don't know if we're gonna see as much as we uh we think or we i don't know if we're gonna see him unless he could turn around some of that production you know what i mean like that's yeah it's, it's, not, a, they're, it's they're a not gonna force him up it's a bummer that he started the year injured because I mean, he's coming off a really like a big breakout season last year in the minors. And then, yeah. Um, I mean, I have him on a lot of my DC teams. I don't know if maybe like the late start, cause I know it wasn't like a broken hand. He started the season off with yeah, so he missed, like, like the first couple months and maybe, maybe it's like, you know, um, maybe he's just like pressing and then his strikeout rate is high, but yeah, I really, I liked the potential. I would like to see him get a chance in the majors. Um, if, if they do ship out some of these guys here, and they like they already called out Lodolo. Hunter Green started with the year started up this year, so I'm like, do we see Justin Dunn come up? I forget. You know, Justin Dunn's not even 27. He's going to be turning 27 later this year. But they have Justin Dunn down there. Uh, Brandon Williamson is interesting from you know when they acquired him from the Mar uh, from the Mariners. Yeah. Uh, do we see him? They actually have fun pitching prospects to wish on. That's why I'm like, huh? If there's anything here, maybe there's a pitching prospect or two. I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know if we'll see him come back up, but we saw um, Jared Solomon come up this year, and he has a 10 ERA in his, and in AAA he has an 8.5 ERA. I'm not sure there's, not, but I mean, we're talking small sample sizes in both. So, so I mean, <laughs> I doubt we see him come back up. But you get my point. Like, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. There's no point with him. I'm just talking about Justin Dunn, though. I feel like Dunn. I don't know. Every year I've been suckered back into Dunn, man. I don't know what it is. I can't get over him. Yeah, we're gonna see Colin Moran come up, and, and he's gonna oh, yeah. hit like six homers in September. <laughs> and and, so, and you know what though, everyone's like, someone's like, he will be added when people see him come up and actually start again. It's uh, let me look at Christian Christian uh, Santana. I remember I was really I was in on him. He we could see him up. I was in on him as a Dodger. He was now with the and look, we're talking. Like what? What am I missing here? Twenty twenty two, four home runs. Uh, that's what it is. It's just it's kind of empty batting average, three ten, three fifty two. A uh, really solid plate discipline. The power hasn't translated this year. It's weird. Almost like it regressed. Like he he showed a little power upside in twenty nineteen, and it's like slowly just gone downhill. Um, but this home ballpark with this good plate discipline, we can see him run into a few home runs. But he could have some mixed league relevance deeper. Like again, fifteen teamers and deeper if he gets a shot. That's Christian uh, Christian Santana of the Reds. He's in AAA right now, 25 years old. Yeah, there's no reason why they wouldn't call him up. And again, he he's showing the advanced uh, plate approach and solid uh, uh, batting average. So maybe there's something there. I doubt it, but maybe. Um, I'm, I'm reaching. Let's go over to the West, and let's start with the Giants. What are they doing? Are they sellers now? Did the D-back, the, the, the the, the someone in our page, in our Oh, we should have promoted the Patreon. We were terrible, but somebody in our uh, in our chat, in which Discord. by the way, if you're interested, Discord chat. Part of the part of our Patreon is the Discord chat, and somebody in there mentioned that the Cardinals or the Cardinals. Wow, Arizona. I'm in football mode apparently. That the uh, D-backs, Arizona D-backs, put uh, made the Giants. <laughs> they made the Giants sellers. Do you agree with that statement? Oh man, it's tough. I mean, they're <laughs> three and a half back right now, the wild card, but. The bullpen hasn't been great. The defense has been atrocious. Um, you know, 
Carlos Rodon and Logan Webb have been doing their thing uh, atop the, the rotation, but, you know, Alex Cobb hasn't been what they were hoping to get. You know, Alex Wood has been up and down. Jacob Junis has been a nice nice little pickup, but um, I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't see this team um, making a run similar to, to last year. Um, we, we've seen, you know, like Evan Longoria on and off the, the injured list and just them really – struggling across the board to find some consistency lamont wade on and off the injured list um so yeah brandon brandon bell you know not being able to pick up where where he left off you know he was just really crushing it between you know 2020 2021 he was one of the best hitters in baseball when he was on the field but this year you know brandon belt struggling again another person just on and off the injured list and really i mean i'm not sure what what more we could have expected with the aging lineup here with with the giants they you know we've seen reports you know over the last couple of days that they're not going to be sellers but i'm not sure that's that would be the best idea i mean really there's no one in this lineup except for maybe you know the legacy guys like belt and and um and crawford that you know maybe they wouldn't trade but really I, there's no one here that like is mike Yastrzemski really going to be part of the next you know upcoming Giants team, uh, the next successful Giants team. Jock uh, is obviously a platoon bet slash on a one-year deal, if I remember correctly. Right. Peterson, yeah, I mean, he he could definitely, um, I could see him being on the move. I mean, Luis Gonzalez has been a nice little pickup that that they found um, when they, they uh, claimed him off the way. What if I told you, what if I told you you had somebody in AAA right now who could play the middle infield and, or second base, whatever, Batting 270 with a 307 ISO. Yeah, that's 307 with 18 home runs and six, 18 home runs and six stolen bases. All the, this is all at AAA in terms is of 48 that, uh, appearances. Is that is that the former Marlin? Isan yes, Diaz? it is. <laughs> Isan Diaz. Oh my goodness, he's been Dude. crushing it, man. Yeah, I've here's seen the some thing. Videos. We he's saw him do that it. for Miami. Like he did that in the minor leagues for Miami. The 2019, 26 home runs, five stolen bases, bat hit 305. He's doing uh, the giant. I trust the Giants. What are the process. Giants waiting for then? Give him a chance. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Well, you guys have Thyro Estrada, and you guys have. Uh, I guess you want to see. I don't know. I guess you guys want to see what you have in David Villar, Lestella. Uh, that would make a good move in terms of trade. Uh, Wil- 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 Wilmer Flores. You guys have so much already. He's. I don't think Isan is any better than those guys. Is the problem, but he could be. But yeah, he yeah, has a yeah. three oh seven <laughs> ISO right now. It's, a, it's the highest of his career at any stop, and that includes that really good 20, 2019 for Diaz. He is striking out almost 30% of the time, but he's walking at 12, 12% of the time. So Diaz is a guy that um, power speed, you know, San Fran's playing, uh, plays up these days in terms of uh, what we can expect from players, you know, in that system. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not intrigued, but obviously uh, Helio Ramos is like the big name like that I'm really intrigued by the most. And Kai right. Tom, remember for the A's last year, Kai Tom? Was it the A's yeah. or was it? No, it wasn't the A's. It was uh, Pittsburgh. Sorry, was it the A's? I thought it was the A's. No, it was, I, I'm, I'm sure he was on the A's. I'm pretty sure he was on the A's for a bit. I, I know he's been kind of a journeyman, like a, a quad A type of guy for, for multiple teams. I think he was with the Pirates for a bit. He was with the Pirates last year and and the Giants. No, I, I don't think he was with the... I think he was the Pirates. I, I, I swear he was the A's. It's not showing up. I don't see A's on this thing. It doesn't matter. He has nine home runs and six stolen bases, batting 250 in, in, uh, for the Giants in AAA. Kai Tom, baby, he's back. Yeah, you guys are yeah. doing something in, in AAA this year. It's just some fun names to talk about. But uh, It's going to be yeah, interesting Isan, to see what ultimately Isan comes. Is. Yeah, I, might, yeah, I mean... 
I might it's tweet about Isan. Because, I mean, Carlos Rodon, he can opt out of his deal um, after this year. And just, like, given his history, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't see why he oh, would yeah. opt in chase to the... another just one-year deal. I mean, if he's coming or up. Or chase the highest annual. Like, if you can get, like, a three-year with a higher AAV or whatever it's called. Uh... Right. I, I don't the, – the way Carlos Rodon has performed this year, I, I don't see why on earth he would opt into one more year with the Giants. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I would – if I'm the Giants, I mean, I would definitely see what what they could fetch for for Rodon here at the on um, by Tuesday's deadline. And then you get Wood and Cobb too. Like if they're if they're, they're going to see what they have for one, they're going to at least get rid of the other guys. Maybe even Junis. I don't know Junis's deal, but I know Junis yeah. has been pitching really well this year for the most part. So uh, I feel like they can get some something sneaky there. But then I don't know if there's anybody in the minors. I'm looking at the names and at least in the. Uh, triple a that no one really catches my attention maybe again i'm not the big prospect brain i used to be once upon a time yeah and i do know like the giants just knowing the organization they are the type of team who you know maybe wouldn't let carlos rodon uh just pitch on you know one more year maybe they they would be a team that would extend him you know give him yeah. another two three years on top of that but still i mean it's pretty risky so, yeah, we talked about them. I can't believe Isan Diaz came up on the show. This is fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, if they do sell, I don't think that you're right. I think they could easily still go for a wild card spot. But if they were to sell Diaz or maybe they trade Diaz like as a throw in and Diaz starts for another team. Which would be interesting because, again, people might I, I bet you people don't realize how well Stevenson, Diaz and other names like random names are throwing out there right now. I bet you people don't even realize how well they're doing. Oh, some of these guys I know are going to come up and, and help teams that are going to be way overlooked that we have no idea, you know, that it's going to be, that, you know, come come at the end of September, it's going to be, oh, wow, you know, this Isan Diaz hit five homers and stole a couple bases. Wow, like that was completely, completely overlooked. There's going to be a handful gonna, of guys like that. I'm not kidding. I'm tweeting a tweet about Isan <laughs> Diaz and Andrew Stevenson after this podcast. I got it. Like two way under the radar guys that might not be relevant, but if they do end up on a team starting somewhere, could be relevant like it's basically like a hey these are nobodies but they could be somebody's and if i'm right i get to brag about it if i'm wrong nobody remembers fantastic tweet um (laughs) moving over to the d-backs the team that put the question mark into the chat into our discord over on patreon which again patreon.com slash sk playbook which announcements coming soon about that we are changing things up this offseason so that's gonna be fun um looking at Ketel Marte stays i think yeah oddly enough uh rojas probably on the out peralta obviously walker obviously um mccarthy's already kind of taken over a role luplo's gone uh mad bum obviously if they can if they can i doubt they'll be able to i'm just uh merrill kelly gets moved i just i don't know i don't know if there's like obviously we probably see seth bear come back up um cooper hummel we've seen him he probably comes back up and plays Kevin Smith probably comes back up and plays unless they trade him, but I doubt they trade him with his value yeah. being where it's at. Yanni Hernandez, do we see him come back up? We've seen Yanni this year. Very, very big stolen base threat. 24 stolen bases in AAA for Arizona, but batting just 233 and like no power, but great play discipline. So he could be a rabbit that you grab, you know, off the waiver wire if he gets starting top playing time. Uh, am I missing anybody obvious? I mean, I know we want to see um, what's his face, but Corbin from AA. Yeah. Or wherever yeah. he's at. He's got nine games now in AAA, but yeah, is he? In, he sure just got yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm saying like what we get what maybe a two week call up in September probably for Carol. Yeah. Yeah, I could see. But that. still, like that's the only name that's like flashy that we want to see that we would like, oh please give us, you know, please give us a uh, Corbin Carroll. But uh that's about it. Like, I don't know that I miss anything. I kind of just ran through them because it's the D backs and <laughs> and that's yeah. what they, that's about all they uh you know really deserve from us at this point. Maybe we see Taylor Widener come up. I don't know, JB Pekoskis come in and grab a bullpen role. I feel like he's always like He's like that former prospect that has a hype still around his name, but maybe is nothing probably at this point. Um, yeah, sorry, just looking at the roster, like hmm, <laughs> nobody really. Uh, watch, there's gonna be somebody listening to big. Oh, how'd you guys not mention this person? Hey, you can just add us. Again, we're not gonna be perfect with this stuff. This is just fun to yeah, speculate. No, give give me the knowledge, please. Yeah, yeah, give, I do. yeah. I, I'd love to know. Yeah, because here's the thing: we're gonna because uh, we're not so so into prospects. We probably are missing some obvious names here and there on and for that we apologize um moving over to the rockies though last team in the nl that is worth mentioning before we ro- rush over to the al and run through some names um we got we got to think obviously the rockies are sellers right so connor joe's probably out don't know if they're gonna be able to trade blackman or if they even will at this point crone's probably on the on his way out um do we see Sam Hilliard finally and, and Hampson back to being everyday guys for this, for this little stretch? Hampson had like a period of being rather solid prior. Like his playing time hasn't been consistent, but when it was for like a week or two with the injuries that piling up and stuff, he did perform. So, and we know Hampson can run hot. So Hampson probably at least has my interest in deeper formats. I feel where like I need bases. That's something that you could have said every single year of Hampson's <laughs> career so far. <laughs> that is the Gary Hampson experience. Yes. <laughs> Oh Fair. man, Garrett Hansen had a great week. I mean, this this is happening finally, and then it just yeah. Okay, <laughs> you're you're right. I'm that I should just stop now. Um, a name that's here, uh, Ryan Velade or Velad Velade. I don't know how you say it, but uh, three home runs, five stolen bases, and 261 play appearances. Nothing great there, but um, you know, it's a little bit of speed, a little bit of batting average, 265 hitter. Um, we'll see if he gets a little bit of a run. Um, oh. Bashar, uh, Sean Bashard, I believe is how it's said. I, I really wish I knew his names. He's a guy that he did get a little bit of playing time with the uh, Rockies before, but in Triple A this year, 14 home runs, nine stolen bases, three uh, a 359 ISO with a 329 batting average. <sighs> Dude is crushing OPS over a thousand. Um, and this comes with rock solid play discipline. We're talking 13.4 percent walk rate and a 21.9% K rate. Just Sean Bouchard or Bouchard out. I'm guessing it's Bouchard. I'm probably, again, yeah. I, I apologize if I mispronunciated it, but he's a guy that 26 years old going to come up and playing cores with that type of approach could actually be a name worth monitoring. Yeah. And then, um, Alhiris Montero, uh, you know, he's, yeah. he's doing well. Uh, and I know he came up for a small, uh, a little stint with the Rockies earlier this year. Uh, 40. He had a 42% strikeout rate, but it was only 35 <laughs> plate appearances. He's, you know, been crushing it this year in AAA. 14 homers, four steals, 20% strikeout rate, hitting 324, uh, 399, 556 in in AAA. So, yeah, maybe maybe he gets another chance. How about our boy Scott Shebler, man? <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's existing there. Uh, I obviously don't mean that, but man, it's just funny to see that he's still you know playing and he's in the he's in their AAA system. Uh, Tim Lopes, eight stolen bases, four uh, home runs, sub twenty percent K rate, hitting three three eleven in Triple A. Um, 
maybe there's something there. I just uh, also another veteran. I uh, feel like a guy that we've, I feel like we've talked about him almost every year at one point or another, DJ Peterson. He's uh, he's sitting down there in the minor leagues, also having a decent little year in AAA. So if they don't want to go opt for some of the younger guys, maybe they just take some of these older guys, put them up there for depth and use those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And pitchers, we don't care because it's cores. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> I would love to see Marquez, although Marquez is weird. Isn't he have the reverse splits again this year where he's better at home? I don't know. Yeah, I right now. Don't have any Marquez this year. And... No, no, no. Oh, well, He's better no. on the road. Yeah. Better on okay. the road. Yeah. 4.2 uh, ERA on the road. Six. I feel like I heard someone. Yeah. I feel like somebody. I feel like I heard somebody mentioning better at home or something. Maybe that was the case once upon a time. And again, Marquez just that got, was the I've case sh- last year. Yeah. Last uh, year he had a 3.67 ERA at home. 5.38 yeah, on the road. <laughs> Shows so you weird. how much I pay attention to him right now. You know. I know. I mean? Like John Gray has had the, had those splits before too. Yeah. Uh, I remember Gray had the reverse splits. Yeah. But John Gray did it like consistently, which was weird. Like he wasn't just a one-time thing. I think he did it for like a couple of years. Yeah. Regardless, uh, it's pitchers and cores. We don't ever recommend pitchers and cores. And every so often you get a gem and it's a shock to all of us. So why risk it though? Uh, moving over to the AL, we can run through Oakland. They're so bad. I feel like they're already like they have nobody holding back anybody worth a damn. They're going to, I mean, Sky Bolt's already kind of like interesting because of his you know speed, Chad Pender, I think he gets dealt, but if he pitter sticks around, obviously he's a guy that always is relevant. In, in yeah, fantasy. Ramon Laureano and Sean Murphy are the big ones there. Uh, Laureano kind of coming around, uh, 10 homers, nine steals. I mean, that's that's kind of exactly what you want from Laureano. Uh, not hitting for very good batting average, uh, that's for sure. But, I mean. Oh, Sean Murphy's probably going to be gone too. Yeah, yeah, I know teams are, I know there have been teams interested in, in Sean Murphy. Shang Ling Lear, former top catching prospect for the uh, Braves. Very interesting. Right. 30, 344 plate appearances this year in AAA. 18 home runs, five stolen bases. Sub uh, 23% strikeout rate and 11.3% walk rate. Batting 280 with a 243 ISO. That's Shang Ling Lear. He's a guy that if he comes up and catches, instant relevance in fantasy. I think he's a guy, but the problem is you can't stash him in NFBC. You're, you're stashing him in redraft leagues that have NA spots, uh, Yahoo, right. ESPN. Shaylang Lear is a guy I would definitely make a point to stash. He's one of the names that out of all these names we've talked about, of all these teams, he actually I'm very intrigued by. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think that and because catcher is so bad, instant upside play right there. And I think he's going to have because I think Sean Murphy gets moved. I'd be surprised if, if Mercy, Murphy's still on. But then they have, you know, they have Christian, Pache, Christian Pache that should come back up. Um, we'll see. I mean, there's so they have so many of these random like 27 year olds in AAA. Like right now, they have this guy, Cody Thomas, 18 home runs at AAA, 376 ISO, 27 years old. Like he's probably going to come up and get a, get a role instead of one of their young guys because that's how the A's do it. So if you know that the A's are going to do this, and Cody Tom, Thomas is on the 40 man, if you know the A's do this, just assume that they're going to call up the guys that make no sense or like Matt Davidson will come back up, um, stuff like that. It's, I would expect those guys, Billy McKinney guys like that over anybody else like we think shang lang lear could should come up but they'll probably bring up austin allen who's their 28 year old catcher in the minors you know i don't know i hate the a's it pissed me <laughs> off uh the angels another team that's just like bye goodbye uh, maybe a goodbye otani i would love to see otani go to a team that can actually win trout's not going anywhere because he can't stay healthy with a random injury that he has but uh do you think Taylor Ward gets shipped out? Adele should be safe. Marsh should be safe probably for playing time. 
Adele, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, not uh, that he's any good, or not that he's any good this year, worth a damn right now. But Adele's at least playing. You know what I mean? Like he. Yeah, I mean, he's been out the last two yesterday and today. He's out. Well, well, oh, he's not playing then. I was actually gonna do my. I told you after this podcast, I actually have to do the update, and I usually do them every two days. And I guess he sat both days. I did. I didn't do an update. That's funny. Yeah, I think he might be out with uh, an injury though. Oh, yeah, gosh, it's like he's day to day, so he could be back oh. in there. I know, like Magnaris Sierra has been playing the last couple of days. Golly, former Marlin. Yeah, I mean, he actually <laughs> he he hit pretty good with the Angels Triple uh, A. Um, another guy who could still steal a bunch of bases, but. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Rice Holly Glacius gets moved, and um, then it's like, yeah. I oh, mean, I'm looking, Tuki, Tuki, baby, Tuki Toussaint's in the minor league system here, and you know, his he has more walks than strikeouts over eight innings in AAA, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh god Tukey. i have a couple dc shares of him hey whatever beggars can't be choosers man i'm a, at this point i'll take it like i need some endings some places you know but yeah it's pretty rough man uh that's a pretty rough there's not much here uh monty harrison maybe gets a full-time run 27 years old for another former marlin we saw him come up earlier this year we could see monty harrison and you know monty harrison can like we've seen him uh power speeds there especially this year uh, in triple a 20 stolen bases this year but a 35 percent strikeout rate his cup of coffee harrison struck out 57 percent of the time um just know you're it's almost like a rabbit with a little bit but he's not zero with power so maybe he's a guy that if you're desperate for stolen bases and you know the playing time is probably going to be there uh god this team is just <laughs> jack mayfield it's maybe there, yeah it's we can move uh, on yeah jose rojas i remember there was a little bit of jose rojas hype once upon a time oh goodness it's just I don't, I don't trust this team to ever give their players that shot texas weird another weird team uh they already called up ezekiel duran they called him back up i should say he was like one of the main guys like oh watch he should be a post-trade deadline uh this is another team though it's like they, they already have a lot of like young players maybe sam huff finally gets a full run as, as the dh if they trade away other players like at least garcia do they see themselves as a contender next year so they keep garcia garcia's 29 right. gonna be 30 but Garcia could, you know, be a solid trade asset. Same thing with Nate Lowe, 27 years old. Do they trade Nate Lowe? Do they keep him? Obviously, Cole Calhoun's probably on his way out. Um, it's just a weird yeah, team because strikes me. Yeah, it is weird because it strikes me as a team that, like, yeah, they're not going anywhere this year, but they're not necessarily sellers. Which is, it just it doesn't that doesn't make sense. Like those two things don't usually go hand in hand. Um, with the record, they are uh, 43 and 54. They are. Quite there, like at least it looks like seven games out of the second wild card spots, I believe. No, they are more than that. I think I'm looking. I'm trying to look real quick at the uh, wild cards. You have three division winners and the other and the wild cards. And, yeah, they're uh, nine games back. Of they're nine cards. games out. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. So yeah, you gotta think that they're gonna be sellers. So I guess. So looking at like Sam Huff, we know the power upsides there. It's just every time they call him up, they they uh, short side him, and then that's kind of it. Like I don't know what else to expect. The Zabanya's get another crack at it. I feel like they'll just give these guys like Steely Walker. Uh, I would love to see uh, Josh Josh Jung or Josh Jung or Young. I I have no idea, <laughs> I feel, I feel, but I, I do know horrible. that he. I do know that he just didn't. He, I think he just started a rehab assignment. Uh, yeah, I think he's working his way back. That's why I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, 
set to begin rehab assignment. Yeah, so I think he's a guy that should be. You should get. Like, remember, he was a top three hundred pick. So in fifteen teamers, yeah, and he, he had that third base job line, uh, like locked up. Like uh, according to all the reports this spring, I mean, the the third base job was his. So he is one that is very interesting if uh, he's able to make his way back. You know, maybe sometime mid to late August or something. And if you have um if you have like early leagues where he was drafted and then had to be dropped because you know, no one's holding on to him this long, he's probably available in NFC leagues and people don't realize it because he's just you know he was dropped so much. Yeah, that makes yeah. you wonder if like maybe there's something there. Like you pay attention, maybe go look on your waiver wires. Uh, Apostle was you know another name that pops up, but man, the guy's just swing and miss monster. Um, <laughs> he just can't hit the ball. Uh, that you kind of need to do that to be able to play baseball. Um. Kind of the only names that they, I think we named most yeah. of them. They called up, like I said, they called up their more exciting ones. Bubba Thompson, I feel like that name gets floated around every so often too. This year, holy crap, 46 stolen bases this year <laughs> in Triple A. 46 only caught twice, dude. While while batting 294 with 12 wow. home runs, Bubba Thompson. Wow, that's 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 been, yeah, that's a deals. name. Uh, that's a name to, uh, okay. They have somebody. I told you that I've heard the name maybe, and maybe that's why the name has been floated around and I've seen yeah, them more, probably more spot. 48 on and, and that's why maybe prospect circles, people have talked them up a little bit, but we're talking at triple a, you know, and if you look at his minor league track record last year, he showed like he took that step forward, 25 stolen bases with six home runs. Um, and now in triple a this year, less at bats so far, less play, less played appearances, et cetera. So almost he's already on a pace to surpass the 16 home runs and has 46 stolen bases. Yeah, Bubba yeah. Thompson is the name. Watch out for him. That is interesting. He's 24 years old too. So and they're obviously being a little aggressive with their minor leaguers. Cole Calhoun gets out of the way. Why wouldn't he get a shot? Yep. Huh. I want Bubba Thompson on all my teams now. <laughs> Look at that. Jeez. And I, I bet you relate to the party. Again, another listener listening like, you guys are idiots. Well, yeah, sorry. We, uh, we're, we are redraft centered. So we miss out on these names that are like very, very interesting. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, anyway, moving on to Kansas City. I feel like we know the main two winners here are going to be Kyle Isbell and Edward Olivares upon his return, which we don't even know when he's returning. Right, yeah. So Benintendi traded to the Yankees, which, yep. I mean, you got to love that for Benintendi. Uh, yep. <laughs> I mean, he's been he. I mean, he's been a, a really good batting average, but hasn't had any of that power that we were hoping we, to get. Like, you know, we, we, we're hoping to get maybe 16 to up to 20 homers. Just hasn't been there, just three. But obviously, you got to think that that's going to change a bit over the last two months um but i mean at this point maybe he reaches 10 homers but i mean nice little boost because yankee stadium he'll fall into home runs now you know what i mean like yeah, even... being a lefty at yankee stadium now yeah i mean he's, he's hitting 320 on the year so uh, i think I, i'm pretty sure like yankee stadium is probably not as good for like babbitt as like uh kaufman stadium is so maybe the batting average Maybe he hits like 270, 280 going forward, but it's it comes with like more pop, which I really would not mind. I, you know, I, I have a lot of Ben Intendi, so I could definitely use use more homers <laughs> there in those leagues. And um, this another again, we mentioned two outfielders. Obviously, Olivares and Isbell instantly should gain playing time once 
all of our back, but Isbell already we saw him in the lineup uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. So is he in it? T- I haven't even looked at if he's. It in does it seem like he is. Salvador not. Perez is almost. No, he is. Sorry. Back. Yeah, he is. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just Isbell's in tonight too. So obviously the playing time is already showing up for him. Yeah, is kind of the point. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Salvi, yeah, Salvi should be entering a, pl- uh, a platoon, a uh, not a platoon, a rehab assignment soon. Do you think they trade right. him? I don't think so. I don't think they trade him. But it's going to be interesting to see like how that shakes out. Like, does Prado go back down? Because I know that uh, Pasquantino's been DHing with Prado at first base. Um, what happens, you know, with when Melendez isn't catching? Does he maybe get some run in the out? Continue to get some run in the outfield? I know he's played a little bit of outfield, so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. And then, I mean, do they the the guys here that that we're thinking they can maybe move like the big ones here, like Whit Merrifield, uh, does he get traded? Uh, Scott Barlow, do they capitalize on on his strong season and, and move Scott Barlow? Does that open up the ninth inning for Josh Dalmont? I mean, I, I, him or Taylor Clark seem like the most obvious candidates to step in to close. So, like, I mean, Taylor Clark's been been better. Um, He's been pretty effective this year. He's another one where it's like maybe Stalma is like the obvious one that you see. Um, but maybe you throw a dollar on Taylor Clark if Barlow is moved. There you go. Bullpen guru here over at uh, over at Bases Loaded. And uh, Drew Waters is a guy I see just sitting there in AAA. Still striking out a ton, but the power and speed's been playing up, and he has been doing relatively well since coming over. But again, the strikeouts—I think it was like—I I closed out the page. I think it was like thirty percent for Drew Waters. So he's like kind of the only relevant player, like from what I'm looking at real quick, that somebody who could come up and be fantasy relevant, I guess, right away if things clicked. Um, other than the guys we just mentioned, obviously. So, man, I still have Bubba Thompson on the brain. Um, <laughs> uh, moving over to Detroit. Sorry, uh, I think that's everything here. Not really much to talk about here. Detroit, we know they pretty much said, "Hey, everybody is for sale, guys. Everybody." So, uh, I wonder again, another team that just went out and got Baez made it seem like they wanted to make a splash and do their thing. And yeah, I mean, but Badu is only twenty-four. He's turning twenty-four soon, probably by the end of the year. It looks like um, is Badu probably sticking around i would think so uh he should actually go from platooning to playing every day one guy that comes that i noticed instantly i don't know if they're going to be able to trade him just because i don't know what they're going to get out of him but cody clemens we've seen him show a little bit pop a little bit of speed in the in his part-time role he hasn't really done much in terms of batting average but some, sometimes it's just because a player you're in a part-time role you can't get you can't get a flow going but he's shown an advanced approach in his early goings here clemens has a, a 18 percent strikeout rate and an 8.5 walk rate that's really solid considering he's in a platoon spot slash like villains role. So uh, I think he get he gets vaulted into like maybe what Har- Harold Castro role where a role where he gets like put into the infield utility but plays every day. Um, otherwise, I mean, obviously we can go to the minors, but how aggressive are they going to be now at this point? Yeah. Torque probably comes back up, obviously. Yeah, I really like Brendan Davis by the way. I loved him preseason for the for the Angels. Uh, since coming over to the Tigers in AAA, six home runs, three stolen bases, solid plate discipline. Again, I'm big on plate discipline. Brendan Davis, 20, 23% strikeout rate, 12% walk rate, hitting 246. So a little power, a little speed. Um, could come up and play every day. He 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 kind of had his little breakout in 2021 for LA, and I was surprised they. Tra- I was surprised. I think they traded. Him. I forgot what they traded him for. But I remember him kind of flash having having that breakout in 2021 and then i love that grab for the tiger so 
Brendan Davis is a guy I really would like to see get shot. Um, otherwise, again, I think a lot of it's just going to be they're going to kind of just limp their way through the rest of the year. And they're gonna, obviously, I think they bring Torque back up, let him get some more reps and finish out the year just kind of doing his thing. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the extent there. It's gross. I hate, I'm sorry I took it all, but I mean, it's just so easy to <laughs> r- r- uh, ramble off. What, maybe, oh, maybe do we finally, do we get the Joey Wentz experience? You know, uh, we've seen him come up this year for what, two starts? But maybe Wentz, Joey Wentz could be a thing <laughs> in fantasy? <laughs> no, maybe, I don't know. Elvin yeah, Rodriguez, know. I've seen that name floated around a bit too. Why, why have I seen that name floated around a bit? I think he's come up and made a, a couple starts. Yeah, he did six games, and that's probably why I saw people talking about him. I mean, he'll probably come back up then. Not that he's going to do much, but he, he should come back up. That that ten ERA he put up while he was up here for that little stint, though. <laughs> Yikes! Oh, but they have Chichi Gonzalez, man. Oh, this is gross. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> Chichi Gonzalez, former Rocky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is bad. Uh, I thought they had more. I thought they had more interesting. I guess not not guys that they could just bring up and fill in. It'll be interesting though. Um, I think there's always value to be found in deeper formats on these types of teams. So like we name. I mean, that's why we're throwing out random names. Um, last team I'll talk about, and honestly, two teams because Boston and oddly enough, the Orioles, Baltimore are both kind of out. Like Boston's last in the division, which is crazy. But Baltimore has kind of made themselves a playoff pushing contender just for that wild card. Now that, you know, the extra yeah. spots are there. They're, they're both they're, within they're, reach. They're both above the ones that, so the Red Sox are one game out of 500. The uh, Orioles are one game above 500. Um, yeah. Baltimore, three games out of the third wild yeah. card spot, uh, Boston, four games back. But yeah, I mean, I was sure like, you know, a month ago that Baltimore was going to be sellers at the deadline and, you know, they went on their run and, and um, yeah, they're so they're fun. kind of in the thick of it. It's like maybe they're not sellers after all. <laughs> it's kind of fun to think that they aren't. Like I want them to go for it. Like this is, I guess this is the perks of the uh, of the added playoff spot because there's no reason why they can't go out and uh, make a fun little trade and just go for it and have like like it's not gonna. I don't know who. They, I guess Mancini's already rumored to be on their on his way out though. So obviously, I think they're regardless of. I think regardless, they plan on being sellers. So I, I would have to look up individual, uh, obviously individual contract stuff, but I do think they, there was mention of Mancini's possibly his last hit at home today. You know what I mean? Because I think he's a free agent at the end of the year, so it looks like they might be uh, they might be looking to sell him off, which stuff like that. So if they're going to sell off Mancini, even though they're in the middle of contending, you got to think maybe Santander follows twenty seven. Well, maybe he's like 27, 28. Ramon Urias, twenty eight years old. You know, like Jorge Mateo, like. I don't know, man. It gets kind of interesting. Like these guys are like fringe anyway, but then they have guys that like. How much worse can Ryland Bannon, Ryland Bannon be? They have a uh, uh, what's his face, uh, McKenna, Ryan McKenna already on the bench there. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd, I'd love to see Gunnar Henderson, but I, I, I think that that makes that the most happen. sense, right? It, just, it makes sense though. It should happen. Um, I I got, I got nothing. I don't know, man. It's it's aggravating because. This team, it's one of those weird, it's one of these fun teams to root for, but they, I don't think they truly. Like, I think they are being realistic, whereas we're over here like, just do it, just go for it. <laughs> hey, you want to know a, a, a blast from the past on this team that they have that I would love to see get shot just so we can hold talk on, about them again? Hold, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Is it, it Shedlong? Oh, it is Shedlong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the hope, the hope remains. 
<laughs> there is life to the shed long love on this podcast. Man, we loved him. <laughs> Going back, I think 2020, we oh, loved yeah. him even. I think we, we gave up hope after 2020, but man, he's one of the OGs of this, like one of our first like, like guys like, oh man, if you could just put it together, he has this, this, That's and this. Right. And, yeah. I mean, he's uh, still only 26. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's still a, so you're telling me there's a chance. Oh. <laughs> uh, Golly, Gunnar Henderson makes too much sense, but they also have you know Kyle Stowers who he can't and he and Stowers actually came up this this year, played a couple games in AAA, you know, 24 and a half strikeout rate, double digit walk rate while uh, hitting 17 homers and three stolen bases, batting 253. Kyle Stowers is a guy that could be relevant if he gets the playing time too. Um, but obviously we're hoping for it'd be great like if they could just call up like Dale Hall. Uh, if Grayson Rodriguez can suddenly be healthy and like, and they just make all these moves right now. Right. But I mean, Hey, post trade deadline, these guys could all come up. I mean, obviously not Grayson. I don't know what he's up with, what's up with him and his injury, but um, other than that, uh, Hall should come up, I would think. Right. And if Hall's up, why wouldn't they bring up Henderson? Those would be two awesome. Use Neil Diaz. Use Neil. We, uh, he's only 25, dude. Can you believe that? <laughs> I feel yeah, like he. Like, I feel yeah, like he's been around for a while. At AAA this year, limited sample, 137 plate appearances, but three home runs, three stolen bases, batting 224, and again, solid plate discipline. Uh, there's paths to all these guys that we've mentioned. I think Stowers and Diaz are most likely to fill in these outfield slash DH roles over the younger guys that we've talked about, mm-hmm. especially if this team is looking to sell and hold back other players. But I think Bannon can come up and play. One of the like play second or third, depending on um you know f- between Urias and Odor, and then you have Stowers and Diaz who can come up and play the outfield over Santander and Mancini at DH if they if, if they go the route, route of selling off, which we assume they do. Which would right. I wonder if they would sell off Mullins. Mullins is already almost twenty eight. How much more? Like I just don't know how much more he uh, they have control of him, and it would take a hell of a. I guess that would be good for them if they're looking to sell. That return for him would be the ideal, probably. I don't know. Worth mentioning. All right. I think yeah. that's all of them. Oh, the Red Sox. Uh, two quick names. What We talked about Jeter Downs. We saw him. He hasn't done anything with his opportunities already in the majors. But I think if they did decide to sell, he would definitely obviously get a shot. And then uh, Tristan Cassis, who also hasn't really been great. Like His AAA numbers don't look special. At, uh, they don't really flash or stand out. Those are two names that would probably get a chance to run with some playing time. Not to mention Dahlbeck and uh, guys like that, uh, Ref Snyder or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I I know that they were willing to listen in on like JD Martinez. Um, you know, Xander Bogarts is coming up on on free agency, but I mean, I, I'm not sure I could see them moving him. But I mean, you just never know. And with them just being like four games out, I mean, it's. It's it's tough to I mean I could definitely see the case with with JD Martinez but as far as like someone like uh, Bogarts I'm not sure I see that. Yeah, um, I th- but I think we're done. I think it's all of them. I, this this podcast was we talked about hey we're gonna start doing you know thirty minute pods. No, this one's like an hour plus, but we hit it's been a while and we hit on like fifteen teams, so we should have known this was gonna take a while. George, <laughs> I'm gonna I gotta get going anyway. Dinner, I gotta go fish and do dinner actually, or else my wife cook. I smell something. Anyway. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, George Zetroto underscore Nino. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. Thanks for uh, checking us out after a long <laughs> period of being gone. But uh, yeah, it was fun try, to get back at it again. We're trying. Every time we try, we fail, but we'll keep trying because that's what it's about. No, hopefully, ideally, we do want to stick to it. We really do. It's just tough. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No one cares. Either we do it or we don't. All right. 
All right, appreciate you guys listening for those who are and sticking with us and um, a bunch of exciting stuff. If you stick around, you'll hear more about it. Can't really say too much right now, but it's going to be fun. We've got some stuff in the works. So uh, as always, check us out on uh, Patreon, SK, uh, patreon.com slash skplaybook. We are independent, obviously. So anytime, anytime you guys join our Patreon, that goes towards us just building everything. So we appreciate it. Got a bunch of content on there as well. So check us out. Um, and uh, other than that, have a good one. 